and welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... Justin McClue. And Colin Sugarfoot Cunningham. Oh, I literally thought that when I said my <laughs> name, and I'm like, I missed my opportunity. I know. I wish I had a really, really cool like nickname to put in front of my name. Well, you like, don't. Uh, well, you're going to find out. Fists of Fury at Mansky or something <laughs> yeah, like there that. there you go. <laughs> well, there is actually a Sugarfoot Cunningham in our first movie. Oh, I know. And it, again, that is a really, really great nickname. Sugar, it is a great Sugarfoot. Foot. <laughs> a great foot. <laughs> a great foot. <laughs> you just chow on down oh, on that sweet. delicious Sugarfoot. It, means that he can kick like amazingly like sugar Mm -hmm. they call them super kickers (laughs) yeah did you guys ever hear that like it's actual term like a super kicker if that's your main thing you go oh wow that guy's a really good super kicker really so jean-claude van damme which should be considered a super kicker no he's a super splitter a super splitter because he does the splits yeah it's like i feel like sugarfoot he got the nickname because like people are like oh man tea is too bitter like sugarfoot and then he dips his foot into the tea it's like needs ah, no sugar thanks just the right amount of sugar it reminds me of the star of the blade tv show um what was it sticky fingers no and, yeah that's, that's his too. name no. and my friend was like you know why his name is sticky fingers Ew. and i'm like no why because he loves honey he's always going <laughs> like, like winnie the pooh yep uh, of course. So the first movie we watched was Jean-Claude Van Damme's first movie, uh, No Retreat, No Surrender, from I guess, 1986. I guess it's for a starring role. I mean, he had... Uh, He's in Breaking in the background. Remember the scene where... Yeah, he is. He's like right there. He gets a close-up. I can't remember. He's wearing like a full skin-tight outfit. I haven't seen Breaking, unfortunately. But I know he got his start like in the canon films, and that's obviously how he got in there. And then they put him... Although I don't know if this isn't a canon movie. It's not a canon production. It's a seasonal films production by... Uh, I can't say his name. It's like Eun Sing Young, who is right. most famous for giving Jackie Chan a shot with Drunken Master and Snake in the Eagle Shadow. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I don't know the all the details, but this is like a American, like, like Hong Kong uh, yeah. co-production, co-production yeah. because mm-hmm. there's it has a Hong Kong director. It has a, a Bruce Lee impersonator. Um, he was a he <laughs> an was, Asian man, I would say. He, Bruce he, Lee impersonators so, are stressed. So okay, <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves, but the the Bruce Lee impersonator was a Bruce Lee. It was his stunt double. It was his double in. Um, What's that? I movie? think it was Game of Death. Game of Death. Mm. And then he came back for Game of Death 2, I believe. I have like seven better looking Bruce Bloitation actors. I know. Yeah. I, can get so you. I feel <laughs> like I know about Bruce Bloitation a little bit now because uh, Justin did a whole podcast about it on the Important <laughs> Cinema Club. He also wrote, or maybe Will, his co host, wrote an article about it in uh, his book. Important Cinema Report. Club Journal, available yeah. on Amazon now. And then oh. during the book um, launch, uh, his podcast partner did a whole presentation on um, <laughs> Bruce exploitation people. So I feel like I know a little bit about that. I, this guy, uh, what is this guy's name? Tong Lung. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes he goes by Long Tang. Uh, and he's been in a bunch of these movies as like a Bruce Lee type character. Right. So he's in this movie as Bruce Lee. Does not look like very much like Bruce Lee. Wait, wait, wait. If people don't know what this movie is, <laughs> yeah, they are so lost. We are jumping way, I way know. ahead. So was the- No Retreat, No Surrender, Colin, like a big part of when you were a teenager? No. It feels like it was one of those movies that everybody knew. Because when I was a kid, people at my school knew this movie. I had no idea this existed until about a year ago when my boss was talking to me and he said that 
he's like, have you ever seen No Retreat, No Surrender? Oh, you guys got in a fight? And he's like, No Retreat, No Surrender! No, and you're like, that sounds like a movie. That's how you heard of it? Well, yeah, I think he kind of like caught wind of it uh, that we were doing the podcast. And he's mm. like, oh, you know what you should do is this movie. I was like, I know the name, but I haven't I hadn't seen it before. Oh. And then he was like, gave me the YouTube link. And he's like, check it out. And I think we watched it like within a week. Um, well, time. I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure if that's how it happened because I thought I heard about it on another podcast <laughs> as I listened to a very, very old episode of another podcast called We Hate Movies. And I was like, this sounds hilarious. I want to watch it. And then we found it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they both coincided. I'm not sure. But I would assume that this is like um, a karate kid, quote unquote. Yeah, rip-off. it's a karate kid ripoff. You know, uh, in that way where you got stuff like, uh, oh, I just watched one. This is like a Billy Blanks karate kid ripoff. <laughs> Where he plays a janitor that I think it's called Showdown, and he teaches a kid at school how to do Karate Kid type stuff. I mean, this is a Karate Kid ripoff. Does he like it went? Yes, he does. (laughs) It went. It went through like ten auto translates where they're like, wait, the Karate Kid doesn't even really fight anyone at the end, like any real villain throughout the movie. Not true. He totally does. does. It's just not exactly the same. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's kind of a similar story. I haven't seen the Karate Kid in a long time. So the Mr. Miyagi is Bruce Lee in this movie. Uh, yeah. So I, I guess it's like it starts out basically the kid like moves into a new town and he. Yeah, After in- his father oh. is beaten up by. Oh my is God. his name like Rob the Russian, John claude Oh, Van it's Dam? Ivan the Russian. Ivan the Russian. Yeah. I wish it was Rob the Russian. He's hired by like a mafia. So a mafia kind of hit. No, sorry. A mafia, big high up mafia guy mm-hmm. comes into his dad's dojo. Yeah. They just want control of all karate studios. For no reason. Across America. Yeah, they're not. They're not clear on why. I thought it was so like they could like recruit henchmen or just like (laughs) be like yeah, or just be like yeah. I like oh well, you're gonna give me trouble. I own all the dojos on the eastern seaboard, so I can I can make things troublesome for you. Anyway, so his dad owns a dojo, and they try and like muscle him and he's like no not gonna do it so uh <laughs> ivan drago no, beats no, the shit no. out of him ivan the russian no. no first of all it's one of the henchmen looks exactly like al pacino from serpico he does yes. He, looks yes. Exactly. he looks a little bit like adam sandler too i felt what? and he comes in wearing a full black belt gi and yeah. you're like whoa and uh, <laughs> he needs business yeah so mm-hmm. he attacks him first and then he does okay and then John claude Van Damme who's wearing like a white 80s suit yeah full suit made um, of pure cocaine yeah and but then he beats the shit out of him and I was like oh those suit pants are they gi pants or, or were suit pants like that back then because you know he kicks like really hard. we're getting yeah. the pure April black belt experience because you are a black belt in karate aren't you April it's it's true, I am. Show me some moves. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. Oh my God, I can't believe <laughs> yeah. she just did that. The Jean-Claude Van Damme splits. <laughs> oh God. I used to be able to do the splits. Not anything like Jean-Claude Van Damme. But... You couldn't like jump on like the ring of a, of a wrestling ring and just... On the, so cool. This is ridiculous. I, I, yeah, he does it at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, I was telling somebody about that. Yeah, before. he does it at the end because he only appears at the beginning and at the end. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. So anyway, um, so he breaks our our main character Jason's dad's uh, like knee. Hilariously, his knee, and this dad <laughs> is like. <gasps> And um, he cries and he makes a big show of it. Oh, and, and he's such a baby. He's, like his leg is broken and he says, oh, you never, son, you never get to do karate ever again. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it's so bad. He's like, Jason, we got to just pick up and move. Yeah. So they so move so from uh, LA. Picks, picks his family up. They move from Sherman Oaks 
to, to see what they have um, Seattle? to, leave, they have to Seattle. leave town. Yeah, yeah. And they moved <laughs> Starbucks to, country. They moved to Seattle and they do the establishing shot of the Space Needle, and they still show a title card that says Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> we got oh, I it. I thought guys. it was Toronto. Good thing <laughs> yeah. they put that Seattle thing at the beginning of it. Yeah, so but he refuses so to let his son do karate, and it's a point. Oh, of, but Jason yeah. has that Bruce Lee poster, and it's up on his wall, and it's he's not like, going to quit. And it, he doesn't even wait to move in. Like as soon as the car pulls up and they're unloading. <laughs> Like stuff doing karate he, he grabs his yeah. wooden man and his bruce lee poster and runs into the the garage and sets up immediately his wing chung dummy uh, yeah. yeah and then and he, he starts fighting it and then he like breaks a shelf yeah, yeah he's like he's like i can't control myself Whoa! it's confusing because he used to do karate and then but he loves kung fu or, or the the form that bruce lee Jeet Kune Jeet Kune Do. Jeet Kune Do. Yeah. and then it's all and his, styles his, and he does it at the beginning like during a drill and his dad's like whoa 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 we don't do any of that we just do karate which is japanese they're completely different styles but mm. whatever it's all martial arts yeah, we should point <laughs> out that like the real drama is when they arrive and the kid starts doing karate <laughs> is there's the bully from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> oh, is that the guy? No, it's not. Okay. He it looks, it exactly looks like, like, him. like him. And he is introduced eating an entire cake. <laughs> he's he's <laughs> holding half a cake. A whole cake. And he's just cake. chowing down. And he just sees the guy and he's like, look at that karate punk. You know, he goes like, Bruce Lee fanatic, no, like, Bruce yeah, Lee weirdo. Just what we need, another and, Bruce Lee and freak. Or he is like that. holding an entire chocolate birthday cake. And yeah, and he's, he's already got, like, eaten half. And, stuff on the side. and so, he's got yeah. it all like smeared over his face, like you know the way a like a child would eat or something. <laughs> but this guy looks like yeah. he's twenty five or something. Yeah. And so uh, the movie is essentially about uh, Jason. It's like I guess a slice of life because there's not really any plot <laughs> or anything like plot. that. He moves to town. He tries to make friends. He only makes one friend RJ. immediately. RJ, uh, yeah, like, same scene we were just talking about with the birthday cake eating bully. Uh, RJ uh, uh, skateboards up and he and he makes friends with him immediately. Uh, yeah. He has a boombox on his bike. Oh, that's right. He's got a boombox <laughs> yeah. taped to. Did the, you have like, one of those, Colin, when you were a kid? Uh, a boombox or a bike? Uh, no, a boombox. Yeah, together like a transformer. <laughs> a boombox. One of those like microphones where you're like, hey, hey, lady. good looking. <laughs> 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 So cool! It's hammer. Yeah. No, I didn't have one of those. Oh, you didn't have? You were jealous? You were, no, man, you were like, I didn't. Look at those boombox fanatics. The, the boombox bikes. I had a bike and a boombox, but you carry it on your shoulders with like your backwards baseball cap. Yeah, as like, you would. Ratitude. <laughs> You That's what, what I got. You know what people, kids would do back in the 80s when I was coming up? Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd have the the thing, but instead of like baseball caps, you'd go to, you know, CIL, like the painting store. Okay. Vaguely, uh, yeah. Okay. So you go to the painting store, they'd have it malls. And <laughs> CIL closed in 1982. <laughs> CIL is like a sort of famous paint mm-hmm. company, whatever. But uh, you could get painter's caps. Uh, just like they give them out free. They mm-hmm. were just like white caps with like a paper brim. So when you're painting, it doesn't get yeah. in your hair and stuff. But kids would go to the mall, uh-huh. get CIL caps, and then you would write in like markers <laughs> all your favorite bands and stuff. You decorate <laughs> oh, cool. Them. So Colin's hat was just like kiss 30 times <laughs> on the front. It was, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, stray cats? I don't know. Who, who did you like before the stray cats? Well, I remember like everybody at school, so you decorate your hat. And then like my one friend, you know, uh, Culture Club was big at the time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what, did he, what did he write? He was like, karma, karma chameleon. And then he, he, <laughs> he wrote, he wrote, 
Do you like pina coladas? <laughs> that's an entirely Jimmy different bit. That's not Jimmy Buffett. But that's Harry Nilsson. It was like, no, that's uh, that's uh, it's uh, not, Jimmy Buffett. No, that's a well misconstrued. Um, uh, okay, we're getting off topic <laughs> here. So he wrote he wrote uh, red, gold, and green, like if in the song, but he wrote it in red marker, green, oh, gold, God. green. Oh, how and, old is this kid? And we were twenty five. We, <laughs> we were blown away, like, whoa, that's so creative. That's something I would have done as like a yeah, all the women walking grader. into like woo. <laughs> Not the vapor. I got a case of the horrible. You're like, hey, I recorded the song off the radio. How about you give it a listen? Oh, I love Boy George. <laughs> but anyway, um, we're taking a time away from the real hero of this movie, which is RJ. 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 So this guy. Played by two people uh, the uh, original yeah. actor and, <laughs> and a stuntman in blackface. Oh, yes. That's no, right. he wasn't in blackface. Yes, was. he was. Okay, so the thing about RJ is um, this character. The sta- stuntman skateboards. Not RJ. He skateboards and he break dances. Yeah. And if you look up the IMDb trivia, it says that this actor wanted the role so bad that he lied about being a Skateboard, being able to skateboard and break dance, <laughs> which makes sense why they had to use a stunt double. Um, so he get he he also raps too. He has his little like boombox, and then he does a little rhyme, and he's like rip rip rap 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 tastic. Yeah, he does a Bruce Lee rap. Immediately. Oh, does he? He raps about Bruce Lee. Yeah, he my goes into Bruce Lee. And my I'm name's here Bruce Lee, and I'm here. To say. It's much much better than what we're. It's even not saying, much better than what we're doing. He's just so rip, like, rap, yeah, I, rap, yeah, rap, rap, I liked I like to rap, and you like to do kung fu. Now watch me do this. And he like spins around and like cut to an amazing person doing breakdancing. In a wig and yeah. blackface. Yeah. I, I didn't know it was blackface. It's probably an Asian man. Yeah, it's an Asian man yeah. because oh. it was mostly an Asian crew. This film was directed by Corey Yun, who would also go on and direct The Transporter. And he had his own Hong Kong stunt team, mm-hmm. which is why the performances are, hmm, I would say stilted? a little stilted. Yeah. They're funny, especially at this beginning when you get to meet all the characters. RJ and is hilarious. Like, he's, it, it, I mean, speaking of like earnestness, he's just like... <laughs> astonished and smiling at everything <laughs> he's so happy and i want rj as my best friend i yeah. want him i want him to be around he's like one you of those just guys. go to his house in the movie and be like rj my dad kicked me out and yeah he's like, i'll help you i have this abandoned warehouse you can go hang yeah, out what in. the hell he's so helpful and 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 then they come up with a catchphrase which is no retreat no surrender yeah. which comes into play at the end only at the end though. they yell it like basically a what happens is rj is picked on by the uh bully the from Pee Wee, the fat bully, yeah. and um, who happens to be in like a kind of the neighborhood dojo as yeah. well. Yeah, and like he, <laughs> Jason jumps in to defend him, and I'm like, oh boy, it's gonna be fun, and then it just breaks up. Which then is a theme they, with they, this movie. They go, no retreat, no surrender, and, and then, then they, they all it, run away. Essentially, <laughs> give up. <laughs> and right they just away. all run away. Yeah. Okay, what was your favorite part, April? <laughs> Oh man! Well, I loved so many things, but I really liked um, the kung fu <laughs> or uh, the the martial arts in the movie. Mm-hmm. We. Uh, we need to mention that there are a lot of training montages, so we kind of glossed over. Um, so our a hero loves Bruce Lee, and then you find out that Bruce Lee's uh, grave is in Seattle. I knew that. I visited it. It's really? right beside, it's, it's right it's beside really Brandon there. Lee's uh, grave as well. Yep. Why, why Seattle? Why Seattle? Seattle? I don't yeah. know. I'm, I'm sure we can like, look really easily, and we, we're not going to, but yeah, it's there. Well, I'm sure that came into play when they were writing the movie, which was, hey, let's shoot here because that's where his grave is, mm-hmm. and that'll make we put it play it into the plot so and you know as we know from the film bruce lee strikes back from the grave he can just burst out <laughs> 
out of his coffin <laughs> yeah. and help whoever needs it. Yeah. Have you not seen that poster? It's literally Bruce Lee punching out of the ground. Wait, what? And there's like bat wow. people and stuff like that. And the movie starts with it's Bruce Lee's grave, just a gravestone says Bruce Lee, and then he just pops right out of it. And then a new, essentially they just took another movie, gave it a wacky title, and added like an opening sequence where what? Bruce Lee pops out of his grave. What movie is this? It's called Bruce Lee Strikes Back from the Grave. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I had the poster on my wall all through college. Oh, it's called you The Rise learn, of the Bruce Lee. You mm-hmm. learn new things every day. It's, it's no clones of Bruce Lee, but, you know, what can you do? Yeah, but anyway, so, so Jason kind of gets in bad with um, the local dojo, and, um, you know, he has a, a friend who's a girl who he knew back in L.A., and she's the not dating but the dojo guy um he's like oh it's my girl and you know he gets into a fight and then his dad's like no fighting so he's like conflicted because he wants to fight back but he doesn't want to disappoint his family classic bruce lee conundrum yeah and then there's a scene where his dad goes into the garage and takes out all uh, all his bruce lee stuff and it's like exactly (laughs) like the scene in the little mermaid which i guess came out after this but uh was she a fan of bruce lee yeah she's a fan of bruce lee (laughs) where she loves human stuff and he finds out that she rescued a human so he goes into her little cavern and destroys all her really? stuff. I don't remember it's, that. She yeah. has a picture of a human up on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Who happens she, to be Bruce Lee. No, she has a statue of a human. <laughs> really? Weird. And it's Eric. The Oh, come on. Have you guys even seen The Little I've Mermaid? Seen it. I know a long time ago. Yeah. It's I identical. But under I think, the sea. Yeah, I think that came out after. Seven Up. The Uncola. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyway, so uh, Is that a little Bruce mermaid? Lee his ghost sure shows up. Uh, he uh, he's cut like, the, I know. he's like, I need guidance. So anyway, Bruce Lee trains him. No, okay, and you have to say that this kid whines at Bruce Lee's grave like a giant baby. Uh, he does, a he's like, times. just like he's worse like, than his dad. Please. And like nothing really bad happened to him. Like he's having a tough time getting in the city. Everyone's he, a jerk. He has RJ though. He, he got yeah. beat up at a party. Yeah, he can't fit in, and people are misunderstanding him. But yeah, he's and he's like, being Bruce Lee, yeah. I did everything that you did. Why won't you help me? Wah, wah. <laughs> I hate this kid. But uh, he, uh, like he, he needs guidance, and um, you know, Bruce, fake Bruce Lee. Yeah, he he gives him like like Zen, like actual like teachings, but then he teaches him how to. F- fight he trains him in really cool ways so yeah, the kid jason montage. at this point he had like an aneurysm right and that, he's like he, yeah this is my thing so he, i said he, to April, he's like hallucinating yes, that bruce lee visited yes. him so this totally. whole thing so he gets kicked out of well he brings all of his training equipment mm-hmm. uh rj hooks him up they drive him uh to like this abandoned, abandoned house squatter house it's but like it's like this apart. big two-story place it's got shag carpet and he sets up his uh training equipment and candles everywhere and I'm like, this is the worst place to have candles. And he's doing training. It's like big shag carpets in an mm-hmm. abandoned like crack house or something. Mm. So I, w- <laughs> I was joking with April. I started watching this. I'm like, he's training with Bruce Lee. And at one point, RJ looks in the window from outside. And I go, you know, they're just going to cut to him and he'll be... With Bruce Lee's corpse, he, he, <laughs> yeah. he dummy. So, you know, he's he's dug it out of his grave, yeah. <laughs> and he's just got Bruce Lee's corpse in the house, like you know, Mrs. Voorhees or something like that. But they show him talking to no one. Yeah, um, and RJ's like, "What are you doing, man?" And he's he's, he's like, "Oh, Bruce Lee's training me," and it's yeah. like, "Okay," and, and like, RJ's like, "Yeah, whatever." Big <laughs> smile on his face. No, he, right. he had like a mental fugue state breakdown that <laughs> yeah. last. Um, 30 minutes of this movie yeah, enough so that, for three it's, montages it's really long yeah, yeah so i actually love the training montages i think they're a lot of fun and 
he's very do- sexy. He's doing mm-hmm. these insane things, except for one thing. He does a two finger push up, and I found out later that was assisted by a wire. <gasps> so it's fake. But uh, no, everything else was so cool. He's just training in like the abandoned house, and mm-hmm. then uh, like uh, a playground outside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty great. A lot but, of like, playgrounds. And then uh, I mean, we'll get to the end fight <laughs> later. Well, what about uh, what about when RJ is helping him out during the workout? Oh yeah, yeah. the most intense homoerotic scene since. Mm-hmm. Brokeback Mountain. Um, yeah. Just like standing on top of him as he's like thrusting he's his body into him. He's riding his, his crotch. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of hard to describe. You're just going to have to see it for yourself. But I love the part at the end where he finally does get to fight and they cut back to the training montages to show how he learned the moves. That's like my favorite editing trick in like fight movies and, you know, other things. Yeah. It's, where a, it's, ki- like, it's a kind of classic. It's thing like, that see, you'll he see. was dodging the, the sandbag and then he knows how to dodge the kicks. And it's just, it just really brought it all together for me. And I think my favorite thing is definitely the Pee Wee Herman bully. Because he like dominates the first hour mm-hmm. and then disappears from the film. Yeah, he turns out No revenge like- is taken on him. You never really see him again. This is a weird movie where, I know April said she likes the fights. Yeah. There are, almost, there are no fights in this movie. I've There's even like another strange. dojo guy that's introduced. And you're like, oh, he's going to fight him. Never fights him. Yeah. It, like the movie starts out with a fight though. Yeah, it's okay. And then there's one at the end. And that's pretty much it. It's, no. it's weird because this dojo is owned by like a famous mm. guy. And then you see him on TV fighting in this boxing thing. And then his little brother is the other yeah. dojo, dojo guy who is sweet on the girl, Jason's girl. But then again, none of these people are really characters. They're not really developed it does, much. It doesn't matter. And it's weird that like we're introduced to these villains, mm-hmm. like a boss and a sub boss. Yeah. And the hero never fights them. Well, he no, can't because, fight the fat kid. No, I but mean, he can fight the dojo, like, who yeah. is, like, mean to his he girlfriend. He doesn't. They, could, they shove each other at the party. I should point out, too, that the hero of this movie is, like, terrible. At one point, the girl comes up to him and she's like, I, I didn't know what was going on. And he grabs her and pushes her against he the does. car. Yeah, he's and he's like, leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, that's he right. He pushes her. Not yeah. cool. Terrible. Not cool, Jason. And he apologizes, but, you know, well, the, the thing way is, abusers like, do. The first time you even meet this girl, it must be, like, 30 or 40 minutes into the movie yeah. at the birthday it, party. And, and, and I'm like, did I miss a scene And, and they're or like something? kissing and like, wait a minute, do they They're not kissing, she? but she's like, hi. And then I only knew because I remembered I saw it before. No, they kiss they, inside and then the oh, fat really? guy, the fat guy sees them and then he tells the they're dojo. They're already kissing? Yes. They haven't seen each other in like years. <laughs> he, or was it like a, last it's summer? It's a French kiss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they, they established that they are old friends from L.A., but she lives in Seattle now, mm. so she's and, supposed to be like his... And you know the L.A. lifestyle. Oh, yeah. yeah. Orgies all over the place. Constantly. <laughs> what was your favorite part, Colin? Um, well, okay. I got <laughs> There's a couple of favorite parts, mm-hmm. but the one thing I just found funny was just how much of a wuss the dad was in this uh, movie. He is such a wuss. He's first of all, he's one of the worst actors I've ever seen. Like <laughs> yeah, he's he just so he's, he's so whiny and horrible, and you just feel bad. Like, God, and I love like, that. Like he's like no fighting, no fighting until suddenly he's in danger and yeah. his son saves him. He's like, you know, maybe fighting's good. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was wrong. I'm so proud of you, son. <laughs> what the hell? Mentioned. Talk about how his new his new job in oh, Seattle. Oh God! So yeah, he becomes a, the dad is like limping around because I guess his knee is busted and he mm. can't fight anymore. And then he's like a bartender at this horrible dive bar, <laughs> and the guy's like, "Hey, like bartender, bring me over a 
beer and then he like kind of limps over and he's like yeah and then he like pours it on his head <laughs> yeah he's and like, then he's like please don't do that and the yeah. guy's like i'm gonna get you yeah, and he's yeah just so he like... throws him out and then the guy's like how dare you stop me from acting like a huge asshole yeah. i'm gonna bring my buddies back and beat you up and they do and they beat the shit and then the son just happens to be driving yeah. by and he's yeah. like oh dead and he like saves him it's really sad. and then it's, it's just really sad the most pathetic like slice of life. pathetic father like you're just oh god i feel so, bad for the kid and but then my favorite part i was gonna say that after all this training that Bruce Lee's trained him for like half an hour it all climaxes with the kids sitting in an audience and watching six other people <laughs> yeah. fight for 15 minutes while they're building yeah. it up because uh, <laughs> they are they are they whatever the mobsters come over they take over this karate tournament and they say alright it's gonna be everyone against Jean-Claude Van Damme mm-hmm. do you know why they did that no the rules seem very unclear and the guy says like and if Jean-Claude Van Damme wins he gets your karate studio and I'm oh, like yeah, How, what? what is going on yeah, it's like yeah. He said I never like, signed anything. He said it's, it's New York karate versus uh, Seattle, Seattle karate, karate yeah. and uh, so I guess they're setting it up. It's like all the big bads that you've seen in the movie, like mm. you know, all go up against Jean Claude Van Damme, and it's like whatever. And then mm. the kid jumps in. You're like, holy shit! How could he ever beat him? Mm-hmm. It's like I mean, he did train for half an hour with, with Bruce, the Lee. Bruce Lee, but like, or um, did he? Yeah. So there's like. Uh, <laughs> Just like after seizure on the ground, it's like Brazil, like yeah, the close up of his face. Yeah. Like, he wakes up. I beat Van Damme. Everybody loves me. He's kind of just He's drooling gone. in a hospital, and yeah. RJ's there. R- RJ was like the kind of I don't know, one of the doctors or something. Yeah. It started when he jumped when he got to Seattle, and he kicked that shelf and fell back and hit his head. Yeah. And the film has been a fever dream the entire time. But like that, it's like we brought you a fight. chocolate cake. <laughs> the uh, the mob boss guy. Uh, at the end, he's like to saying to John Claude Van Damme, like, kill him. <laughs> so then they, he starts fighting dirty and he's just like, uh, like brutally, like trying to like kill people in the ring. He grabs like the girl's hair and well, he then attacks the ref. Yeah, he, he's, like, yeah he's attacking the ref. So it's so like, what are you doing? And you then think, that's when our hero jumps in and saves Do you think when John Claude Van Damme gets defeated, the mob boss is like, well, that's it for me. No more karate champion dojo. He's, he's like, like, I'll be back tomorrow with a gun. Yeah, no, he takes him outside and like shoots him in back. The exact same thing happened in Roadhouse. And I'm just saying that because we just watched it because yeah. he's like, it's a rich guy who has a karate guy and he's like, hey, just beat everybody up just to show everyone that I'm yeah. cool. Oh, oh man. This is I would have loved this movie if it ended with um, the guys like, Bruce Lee taught me this movie and he like rips out Jean-Claude Van Damme's neck. <laughs> yeah. But before uh, we move on to our next movie, Wait, there was I- a... Oh, you have more? Oh, I haven't even said my favorite thing. Oh, okay, sorry. what's your favorite thing? I was, I was laughing at the dad. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, my favorite thing uh, is the random uh, breakdancing competition in the <laughs> yes. middle of this movie. Where I'm like, is this RJ? No, not RJ. It's just two <laughs> other people breakdancing. I think, they, I think they were supposed to be RJ's parents. I but don't I'm just know. guessing. That is not clear. Because he, he goes up to them and is like, hey, hi. And then the guy tries <laughs> to ask the girl, makes the girl dance, and he does like a cool robot thing to impress her. So, yeah, we just open up. And I guess everyone from everyone from the school is just at this bar, and there's yeah. a, a two. It's like a guy and a girl, kind of dressed like they're uh, Michael mar- Jackson. a married couple. I checked the credits. Okay, well they're dressed like Michael Jackson in this beaded outfit with the, <laughs> the zippers, and they're doing break dancing. And then RJ does like the happiest break dance, and uh, it's just all cutaways to a small Asian man in blackface. Yeah, doing like, crazy. Break I can't believe they did blackface. <laughs> yes, they so, did. 100%. I believe you. Obviously I just, not him. I have a photo. I was gonna send it to you on Facebook. <laughs> I forgot I was doing something else. 
what like what you can tell you can tell yeah it's like a wig and like the paint it's so funny though because like there's a shot from above of someone spinning incredibly and then you just cut to rj standing into frame it's really funny it's so funny and random and it's like wait everyone from the school is there what what is this it's a social event of the season everybody has their hats and their favorite bands on them yeah that's what you did in uh, 1986. Yeah, you didn't have the internet, you didn't have television, yeah. you didn't have electricity. <laughs> Wait, so there was a lawsuit involved with this film, right? right. Yeah, well, uh, apparently a bunch of people, well, it was mainly one person, uh, I'm not sure, I'm going to have to look up who it was, who tried to, fi- tried to file a lawsuit against um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. For Probably not, Jason. For not, no, it wasn't. And for, it wasn't actually anybody in this movie, mm. but it was for him not being safe on set and not taking enough care because he would often um, hurt people, kick people, uh, knock people out. So two people fr- that were in this movie testified at this trial. One... Uh, was the guy who played the dad, and he said that, <laughs> oh, and he said that he was not safe because in the first scene he he gets actually ki- broke his he knee. gets kicked in the chest, but apparently he kept kicking him in the neck and the face and like repeatedly, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then uh, uh, also uh, another guy testified that he was being safe but i think it was the guy who played the mob boss so like he didn't have a fight scene with him he was just like oh i was there and uh mm-hmm. you know and he was and uh, so a bunch of other people so i'm not sure actually what uh if he actually got we'll charged. never know the truth well uh sugarfoot sugarfoot cunningham yeah. uh it was the black guy that he fights in the ring at the end you can see it on film like jean-claude roundhouses him and knocks him out cold yeah and it's he's... in the imdb that he was knocked out and multiple times jean-claude van damme is renowned for like really hurting people on set and being very sloppy. And he actually blinded a guy on uh, cyborg in one eye. Wow. Yeah. He stabbed a stunt man in the eye and blinded him. Gross. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. But he's like, just very sloppy. And I think he really, he just doesn't have any control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's him being like malicious. It's just, again, like not taking enough care to be like careful enough and not having enough control over his body. Um, and I guess like the person suing him was like suing him for like damages, but mm-hmm. uh, he knocked like, I don't know if it was the fight, with the dad or the other one but apparently during one of the times when he like hit him he was like John Claude was like are you okay and then the director yelled at him and was like how dare you tell him that he asked him if he was okay like you blow you're blowing the take uh, classic Corey and I don't know I don't know if he's a <laughs> that was guest director Jackie Chan stuff yeah, it's, it's, it's all stuff I just read on the IMDB Tribune but look it up it's an interesting story and before we move on um, there were two sequels to this movie right mm-hmm. um, I haven't seen the second one I've seen the third one it's amazing. Have you seen the second one? Yeah, Justin? It's Cynthia it Rothrock. Good? Yeah, Cynthia it's, Rothrock. Yeah, it's Cynthia Rothrock, uh, and it's completely unrelated. And I think they go to Vietnam or Thailand. Cool. It's like a Men on a Mission movie. Oh, I'm down. It's, nice. It has another title. It's not Raging Phoenix, but it's something like that. It's like one <laughs> of these series where you, none of the sequels have anything to do. No, with each other. the third one, uh, which you showed us. I, we saw it. Laser we showed Blast. it on film at the Laser Blast Film Society. That oh, was okay. amazing. And that one is. Probably seasonal films, the people who made No Treat, No Surrender, essentially what they did was they brought like Hong Kong style action to um, English speaking 
you know, cinema before anybody cared. So it didn't really make that much money. But mm-hmm. they have like these really great fights, especially the third one. Yeah. Uh, within the context of horrible actors, which just makes it funnier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like re- they're trying, but they just they can't because they're martial artists. <laughs> they're martial artists. artists. Yeah. They're real martial artists. So what is it like? Blood Brothers? Blood I think? Brothers. Yeah. That it was so amazing in the theater. Like, it's it very was entertaining. so entertaining. Uh, it has a very yeah. uh, Miami Connection style. Oh, yeah. Group definitely. That definitely. They team up with. With Joseph Campanella <laughs> playing their father. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But even in this movie, uh, the first thing I noticed was just like the speed. You can tell it's like undercranked a lot, mm-hmm. but just the choreography, and you can really tell like it's quite a step above anything that would be coming out in the U.S. at the time. Mm-hmm. Like we're comparing it to Karate Kid, but that that's like nothing. You could really tell. Okay, this is like a Hong Kong movie. Yeah, with Hong I, Kong I love those movies that are like American, but you can tell the Hong Kong influence. Right. There's just a competency to <laughs> the the fight, the choreography. You mm-hmm. know, it's just so much better. Speaking of competency and so much better, let's move on to our second film, <laughs> oh, boy. Blood Lake. Oh, my God. So it's... this is a film that I've heard about for a long time. It's known as like a video horror, I want to say classic, but that's a strong word. <laughs> a new classic. More like a, it's well known as a right. film that is most famous for feeling like the home video footage yeah. of a bunch of people at the cottage in it's, Oklahoma. Yeah, I was kind of saying while watching this, it's like uh, it's like your friend who invites you up to his buddy's cottage and you don't know anybody there. And you're kind of stuck for a weekend with these mm-hmm. people, these douchebags these people that you, you don't, don't like. like. And... Uh, uh, all shot in real time. Yeah, but you get to do so a lot of water skiing. Man, there's a lot of everything. So in this I made movie. a joke, or I mean, not a joke, because I knew this was true, but I'm like, man, 45 minutes of this movie is just people hanging out and then nothing it's happening. Vacation. More than that. that. Way more than, than that. that. Yeah, like, more like most an hour of the movie. Oh, more. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what great characters do we meet? We meet. Two men that have <laughs> mullets and what was the kind of shirt they had? It's like a muscle shirt, but the armpit hole goes all the way down to the very bottom of the shirt. <laughs> like if you like kind of like pawed at it a little bit, it would just like rip yeah. open. So yeah. it's like two panels of shirts. And it's, <laughs> it's like all... it's like they're wearing a curtain kind of. It's like a poncho point? that has like maybe a centimeter of material. And again, holding. I see people at the gym wearing these shirts, but it's within the context of people working out and they're like Hot, Why not just go shirtless then? I know. Uh, well, you know. I don't know yeah, if you're allowed to do... like ventilation shafts yeah. right on the side. Well, you gotta have something... to do that at the gym. Because yeah. the, the people in this movie are obviously very tanned. Oh, I didn't... Can you imagine that they're tanned but like only in those shirt holes on the side of yeah, their body? That's where they're not tanned. So yeah, you're like, whoa. tanned and then it would kind of fade off towards the middle of their chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me, I want a tan fade. Yeah. <laughs> So we kind of mentioned what this movie is about. It's, it's a about film. people on vacation, and then a random person is is uh, going around yeah, killing we'll people. Reveal who the murderer is at the end. Yeah. Well, it's kind yeah. of be surprised. There's so little slasher and so much water skiing. What are you, water are you kidding? It opens up with a drunk. gruesome murder. Yeah, uh, where the guy's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And he's like, "I just work here." And the killer's like, yeah. "I don't care." Yeah, and, and he, he stabs, stabs him. him, and then it's we like, don't see anything. There's no blood. No, nope. you don't see anything. But then you see the Title Blood Lake. Blood There's Lake. Blood. Like a Bowie knife. It's very small. And then we meet our heroes <laughs> who. I mean, I don't know any of their names except for Little Tony, oh, and we'll get to yeah. him eventually. Oh, my but they God. all sound like, um, it, what's his name in, in King of the Hill? Is it Boomhauer? Boomhauer, yeah. They all kind of talk like this. 
but when you can when you can hear them they, they talk like that a bit of a oklahoma accent. <laughs> and just like our a, favorite a sledgehammer this is like ultimate esque where everyone is just talking oh, over each other they're just riffing <laughs> but riffing. they all got nothing to say there's one scene it's like after they come back from just, uh, they just a boat ride yeah, yeah they go for a boat ride and they come back and they're it's just the three guys or something on the dock <laughs> looking at our beers. killer in the distance and he's sort of sitting doing nothing and this scene it's like lock off it goes on for ever and they keep glancing over to the camera to be like is it cut yeah, yet going, is it cut? and i'm just like you could see eventually the, they're like let's go back and see what the girls are up to but you could just see the director like off screen like yeah just keep going keep going riff so what was your favorite part colin oh i wasn't expecting that this no movie sucks. no i i'm, I'm overstating here's my thing this is a bad movie, um, but how dare it you? Was, I didn't find it annoying. Like um, I, I was kind of like a, a little bit offended by Sledgehammer, the ultimate movie that I didn't like on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I love Sledgehammer. It's very similar to that. Um, but I wasn't like I wasn't like I said. I, it didn't offend me. I wasn't annoyed by it. It was, and I wasn't like, oh, it's so boring. Like it's more <laughs> just like. Well, it's not that great, but there's some stuff to, you know, uh, you know, again, like the outfits, they're pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, the hairstyles. I mean, this is something when we usually come the down fashion. to. Yeah. Yeah, the fashion. Yeah. The coward's favorite part. Fashion. <laughs> okay, I found. It's 1987, Wait, Actually, I remember my favorite thing. I wrote it down. What was your favorite okay, thing? Okay, now we were talking about all these scenes that mm-hmm. just go on and on and on. Uh, oh, yeah. Some, one particular scene. Oh. The uh, famous quarter scene. Like, no. Right in the middle of the movie. It's a quarter scene and it's all shot. Does it you looks guys like no, it's people drinking playing the game quarters. quarters. Right, yeah. right. Now, so what all is si- the game quarters? They're all sitting at a round table. What is it? You have to bounce a quarter off the table into a into into drink. Into yeah. your drink. And I think if you get into the drink, the other person has to drink it. Right. Yeah. And if you miss, then you have to drink. Mm-hmm. And so this is... I swear to God, it's all shot in real time because this is shot on video. It looks like a cameraman was just sitting on a couch... With the camera on his shoulder, uh, just one continuous shot of them playing quarters and well, and there's some fades. There's a crossfade. Like, and we made oh, a joke geez. like, "Oh, well, I guess time is passing." Yeah, and then, and then it kept happening. There's another crossfade, but they don't come one after the other. No, no, they're like a few minutes after each yeah, other. Yeah, it's just all. Yeah. You, they must have shot like you know an hour and a half of them playing. Well, quarters. They're definitely drinking beer. As oh yeah, well, real yeah. beer. Because why would they drink fake beer? You know what I think? I think they shot for the length of that scene. So what, five minutes? Mm-hmm. But they kept saying, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut here now. Be drunker. Okay, I'm gonna cut here now. Be drunker. No, I don't think and so. They just I don't put think those so. fades in after. You think no. he actually filmed them yes. for like 100%. half an hour? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah. We may never know. The director knows. Let's turn on the audio commentary. So it kept going, and by the end, there were five cross dissolves yep. to yep. the to they finally wrap this quarters game, and it goes on forever. So it's literally just like being at a cottage with people that you don't, you don't know. really like and you're yet. just sitting on the couch like reading a book and you keep and looking they're up they're playing quarters like looking over and you can't do anything and about just it like, i mean i hate these assholes none of you took this but i gotta take that my favorite is obviously little tony <laughs> oh, God. so the little tony star is the, of the most tanned 14 year old ah, 
12? might even be 12 or 13. Yeah, he's that very, you have very ever young. seen. And all he wants to do is drink beer and have sex with the other 12-year-old girl. That's oh, God, there. this is so, is her name, so inappropriate. Who looks even younger than him. Yeah, and, and everybody really else young. is making inappropriate comments. And everybody's talking about it. That's all little Tony. That's all Susan can talk about, too. They're like, uh, we didn't sleep last night. Yeah. She's like, I got a headache. And he's always like winking at the, the older guy. The, mm. These older people, they want him to have sex, sex. with this girl. So yeah. It is so gross. It's like the only thing they talk about it's in this like, goddamn movie. Yeah, the only topic of of conversation. Uh, it's the only through line in the movie. Yeah, yeah it's movie. the only thing. It's like people are getting murdered, but they all keep coming back to, to like, like little Tony. Look at like Tony. Some action. Oh, it yeah. looks like he didn't sleep last night. I wonder if well, he got any. They wink like um, they do in Arrested Development. They're like, Ugh. oh yeah, they're like bad wink. <laughs> and uh, I mean, the other really horror thing in this film, other than the killer, is this freaky like face on a wall Ooh, that they yeah. keep cutting back to and it has like a tongue it's like bleh, bleh. i would say it's like a halloween decoration but it's like better made than you know something you would just mm-hmm. buy like a halloween it's like a little store. old lady's it's, face yeah, it's like you pull a, a cord and, and like it, water it squirts water and, and the then it laughs it goes, it's kind of creepy it's just yeah. kind of creepy actually i mean it's not <laughs> as creepy as endless water skiing and my Every god character in the movie water skis like when aside from the opening scene when does the first murder in this movie occur it must be like uh probably an hour or almost 10? an yeah. hour it ramps yeah. up kind of well the two neighbors get murdered Skin and then heads. they yeah. then they continue partying. Yeah, and that's then, right. um, uh, oh, they find the neighbors and they yeah. decide to, I guess, spend the last night. Wait, wait who who helps them find the neighbors? No, the uh, the sheriff finds uh, the neighbors. Like, oh, there's the neighbor over there, m- mumble cop, old teen stash. <laughs> Yeah, so he shows up. It's like the sheriff knocks on the Wearing door. Wearing a 10-gallon hat. This entire scene where he walks him down to the to the lake to They're show like, him the dead there bodies. they are over there. The body is still up. But yeah. There's <laughs> nobody around but it. But I was like crucified. <laughs> but it's like, how did he find out about the body and... Like, I think some neighbors came murderer. around and told them, and he's the sheriff. He, so. he said that the entire like that. scene where they're walking down to the lake, and he's like showing them the bodies. I guess they didn't have a microphone, or yeah, because you can't hear anything. They're yeah, like, there's there is literally you can't hear anything they're saying. There was a lot of sound issues in this movie. A lot um, yeah. when you get to the night scenes. They really shot at night. It's really hard to see because I don't think they had lights. It's oh, really no, hard no. to see uh, some of the things. So it'll be like somebody light. swimming in the water, and it's like ah, I think I see their head. And you know? what ends up happening is that um, well, one of the couples at the cottage is like, "We just want to go for a walk," and by that we mean go have sex in a boat. Yeah. We didn't even yeah. mention that this film is packed with rocking tunes by Voyager. Oh yeah, it's right. like metal credits, songs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it, it's only metal at the beginning and the end, but in the uh, middle, no, there's some they screeching play, guitar. Really? Yeah, when oh, they're yeah. water skiing. Was that during the water yeah, ski? Yeah, it's oh, a water ski. Uh, the- I just watched it and I already forgot. Yeah, <laughs> but when they're on the boat having making sweet love, you hear like the ballad that Voyager. It's, it's like yeah, it's we made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should have known better. Yeah, should have known. known. But I guess it's about them. Getting about to get murdered, and then the killer shows up, and the killer is just like this um, chunky man <laughs> in like a purple shirt. Well, you don't really see purple him floor, until the very end. Shirt. You see his tiny um, knife. little knife, his tiny face. Okay, so it, I have a story about it. It's knife like a like hunting this. knife, but it's really small. I had I had this exact knife, and yeah. what it was, my dick is so big, I need a little knife. <laughs> sure. After Rambo came out, it's like you know everybody wanted the Rambo Wait, knife. First Blood or Rambo First Blood. Part two. Uh, 
Part two. Yeah, Rambo. Did okay. Say part no, it's two. just called. <laughs> no, wasn't... no, no. It's actually called Rambo: First Blood Part no, it Two. Really, it really is. It is. It is. But the first movie was not called Rambo. No, it was first called. Blood. Oh, no, no, it was called First Blood. Just First, first Blood. blood. Yeah. So I'm talking Rambo: First Blood Part Two. <laughs> I am so It really should have been called Second Blood. The Second Rambo. Yeah, it's Second Blood. So he had that knife. Yeah. And And it's big in the movie. Oh, it's huge because it's a a real knife. Yeah. (laughs) And so everybody wanted this knife. So uh, you go to the Canadian National Exhibition, the CNE, and they would have like the hunting exhibition area or whatever like that. Sportsman? The Sportsman's Show show or something like that. Sportsman's Show. It's actually, it's a thing. I used to go there. Me and my friend. Uh, <laughs> Why? You need your karate knives. Uh, yeah. yeah. Me and my friend and I were walking around with his dad, and then we came across this like knife, sh- and it was just like they had. Whoa! These we thought they look just like the Rambo knives, because they had like a you know a compass on the end of the handle, and you could you could you could unscrew it, and it had like uh, matches inside, like a pack of matches, yeah. and like oh fishing cool. line, and like you know a hook, and was uh, it as small as the one in this movie? It's identical it's the same it could have been the same one no, so it's like a one tenth um yeah it's size tiny it's like six inches in a child's hands it's it's pretty big so yeah so. you should know that colin has children hands he has doll hands yeah it's called doll hand syndrome it's a real disease people so we had the guy's dad bought us these two knives. Yeah, he's like, you're men now. You know, and I said, oh, please, please, like, can you buy us these knives? And yeah, because we you need an adult to buy you a knife, right? Right, and he's like... He's well, like, that's not a knife. The thing this is, is a knife. They were like 20 bucks for a knife, and I go, please... That's like $100 I said, in today money. I said, please, sir, can I like just borrow 20 can bucks? Borrow I'll pay it to you. Bucks? So he bought us these knives, and I brought it to camp and everything, and it was like the worst knife. How were you allowed to bring a knife to camp? Was it a different time? Yeah. It was every yeah, no we they actually tell you knives. in the in the camp guide of what to bring they tell you to bring a knife <laughs> oh you're going camping we, you we weren't even allowed things. to have like um swiss army knives when i was camp and i really vividly remember yeah because i used to go to camp for like a week with um i guess beavers it was called or wolves oh okay uh, yeah, like, and i remember there was wolves, a yeah. younger kid there and he literally cut himself so badly with one of those swiss army knives that they had to take him away really yeah how do you manage that i don't know we weren't there we came back and he was screaming and covered in blood he was oh, like the, he was God. like the dad in no retreat no surrender <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing it's like kids are stupid you shouldn't give them knives. wait yeah, wait when so i went to camp is there our... an end of the story like oh. with this knife where's wait, this knife have, today honestly when i went to camp uh we had like riflery. We took like archery and yeah. like riflery. We shot with actual like twenty twos. Oh my god! Like wow. bullets you until like not... somebody got shot and the the until rifle. Somebody got shot in the ankle. Some like uh, uh, cottager <laughs> yeah. up the road Colin's or something. Like, I can't control this gun with my doll. Hands. Yeah, and I remember oh uh, god, our I riflery instructor had an M sixteen that he would let us fire. <laughs> an M sixteen. Yes, it wasn't automatic, but he's like just like Rambo. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So we all loved it. I mean, the knife was the piece of shit. Like it was so garbage. <laughs> Was there a kid with like a bigger actual Rambo? No, knife? no, oh. no. So you were the king of the castle when it came to no. A bunch knife. of us had them, and I think we, <laughs> we would just spend, look at my cool knife. And we would just, like, we, look at my cool knife. Look we, at mine. We would all just throw them into the the floor in the cabin, like <laughs> see if they could stick. But they were so terrible, and then they all fell apart. <laughs> such you garbage. Boys, and you're throwing knives. <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, Colin still throws those knives. Every no, oh, yeah. I went. That's I, why there's no, all the holes in the floor. <laughs> I, I went to hands. like a cottage, but it was more of a shack when I was like. 20 and the boys were like let's throw knives at trees and i guess apparently 
that's what people do. Wait, but did you I was get like, in and you're like, hey, I was horrified. I'm a black belt karate. He like, uh, yeah. Throw like <laughs> no, no. 49. I don't think you should be playing with knives. I am against throwing sharp things. I recently, a few months ago, actually, no, it would have probably been a year ago, I won at the axe, the axe throwing. throwing. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were there, but we didn't check out axe throwing. I, I um, do have to say that like uh, three weeks ago, April cut her finger really bad cutting yeah. a bagel. Throwing knives. No, no, cutting a bagel. Stories of April hurting herself while cooking again i sliced my finger open cutting a bagel so. i woke up there was so much blood justin yeah. oh yeah. my god but you know what you can't was she like i cut a bagel and you like you see out of the corner of your eyes like no a body no she ground. was like screaming and like i had to bring a, a chair into the kitchen because well, she so said she was gonna my pass finger. out you can't even tell because no, you've cut, cut yourself so many times it's yeah. just like a giant scab yeah, i got like, stitches oh, it was so funny. um but I had to throw the bagel um out. <laughs> I had to throw the bagel so bad we couldn't eat it had blood on it um, okay, one thing we need to mention about this movie is that the killer is Rob Reiner. Yes, he is Rob Reiner. <laughs> like, when I'm not we talking it out, someone in the movie yells, Reiner! It kind of sounds like Reiner! I think she was saying, like, run away. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Hurry but or something it like literally that. looks like Rob Reiner in a black fedora. <laughs> it does. And, um, like, well, like a hipster we were saying incel but like the that it's like a collared shirt that's like purple but it has like a flower patch on it so it's like a it's like a kind of country cowboyish cow kind of. it was it was yeah. the incel uh, hat the fedora yeah. hat that we were and talking i kind of like at the end pickup artist right <laughs> when they take him out and the cop shows up and is like hey what's going on here there he's like oh my god that's uh, i don't remember what his name is pete yeah, your father bought the house from him and never paid him. That's why he's murdering everybody, and that's just kind of like swept away. And all I could think of was, oh no, this guy is justified. Then he should murder anybody that comes to this house. I felt like what you bought the house from it and, and never you paid didn't him. pay the person that was in the house. Well, how does that work? So out? he just bought the house next to it and waited for someone to show up and kill them. <laughs> I guess because I guess it was uh, insinuated that he killed the last people that were staying there. Because yeah, weren't they like that was oh, the opening scene? Yeah, the there, there were people here like months ago, and their food is still. here. Here, so I think the know. real lesson is that um, <laughs> when you buy a house, always yeah, pay, pay for the it. person. And also, rich people are not punished <laughs> because I think he murdered everybody but the person that actually betrayed him. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And uh, not to give away the ending, but we're going to give away the very ending of this movie, yeah. um, which is he wakes up and he's in hell. No, wait, this is the killer, by the way. The yeah. kill- so they leave in an ambulance. The surviving uh, mem- members of the party squad. And uh, <laughs> and uh, he he cross he, he dissolves into the frame and it's daytime and he goes out to the lake and there's no water in it it dried up mm-hmm. and yeah. we went online like anybody would do to research <laughs> how that is and there was like basically a company did something that caused it to I don't know empty if the, out if the dam failed or they said like the gypsum in the lake cracked and literally overnight the entire this is a whole uh, lake resort town mm-hmm. the lake drained. Yeah. Like it drained into the um, ground. In, into basically. the ground or well, something like that. Do you know like if that. it was a man-made lake? Uh, no. Yeah. A, a, well, like... It was a blood lake. They t- yeah. <laughs> what? That's so funny. The lake was like the main character. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the very end, like, so we're watching this thinking like, how did they shoot in a dried up lake? The very like first credit that comes up was 
dried up lake effect by like, act of god act of god yeah because <laughs> it's it, it's just so appropriate because they're thinking people are going to be watching this thinking how did they do and this? we were and my god there's a lot of shots of this lake. oh man they showed Endless. up they probably drove down to the cottage which i think they only made this movie because one of the director's friends said they had a cottage they could shoot it right okay and that's Naturally. how it came about yeah and like if they drove back to get footage in this cottage like and this dried up lake they're like 30 shots of zooming in and oh out. Oh my God, of, it's crazy. Like, they probably, like, it sounds like the movie just wrapped and then overnight this, this drained. Yeah, they made it sound like so that. So they're yeah. like, let's tack on an ending. Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to be talking about this. And now ending. it's supposed to be like, I, I mean, him, he's in hell or he's in some kind of purgatory, some kind of sure. punishment for murdering all these people. And it, it's yeah, me- for directing it, you know. uh, that Elijah Wood um, wants to be a man. <laughs> what oh, is- North. North. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a terrible movie. Yeah, uh, Rob speaking Ryder of, reference. you know, oh, inappropriate sexual, you know, jokes involving children, that movie is full of them. Uh, don't watch that movie. It's really bad. What, North? Yeah. Oh, I saw that in the theater. <laughs> I, I was angry. I, I rented it a block from angry? Blockbuster. I was angry at how bad it was. Uh, well, coming up next week, North. <laughs> oh, no, no I'm not watching so it again. So many I'm celebrities in that movie. What else is We're there to say? We're talking about the one before the two, like, uh, Hick neighbors get murdered. They're on the dock, and it's nighttime. And then, uh, so they're they're like, man, oh, those girls are hot. And they're like, next time we come to the cottage, we have to bring girls. No, yeah, because like, we can bring them and we can go diving. No, no, he goes. No fishing. Uh, yeah, if we brought girls out, we wouldn't be sitting here alone fishing. He goes, yeah, we'd be diving. Muff diving. <laughs> oh, great. And Colin just laughed and laughed and laughed. <laughs> Bringing him back to the days down at, I guess, the camp was his Rambo knife. <laughs> Talking to the boys about muff, muff diving. Oh, Jesus. Well, it was one of the courses we had to take. Like, uh, <laughs> riflery, archery. They call each other buttholes a lot, too, which you don't hear very often. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I thought this was like an early 90s, what with all the, like, radical, you know, type of... Yeah, but no, so 80s, 1987. Maybe is, they were like trendsetters. Yeah. This was like, this is uh, the year after uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. <laughs> wow. Which kind of shocked me. It's the year Justin and I were born. 1987. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah. I know. We're not 60 babies like you, Colin. I was, anyway. I was already going to camp and throwing knives at this point. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, he was already muff diving. Oh, Jesus <laughs> But uh, Blood Lake just uh, was released um, by Bleeding Skull. Yeah, and AGFA, the America Genre Film Archive. It's available only on DVD mm. because uh, there's no master that exists. Well, That's I, 1080p. I don't think it needs a Blu-ray release. <laughs> 1080p master. Yeah, of Blood Lake. <laughs> and it's actually, it's got commentary. It's got a short film the director made, the trailer he made to raise money for this film. Oh, cool. Yeah, I guess equipment costs money, right? 1987, right. that's... Yeah, it still costs money. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and an inter- and a Q&A they did at the Fantastic Festival. So if you want Blood Lake, it's actually really cheap too. It's like 15 bucks on DVD. Hmm. But did you guys like the movie Blood Lake? <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was like, a, uh, I wouldn't watch it again. Let's let's say that, okay, but like watching yeah. it, I was like I was entertained by my vision of what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, like it's entertaining <laughs> enough. There's an interview with the director in the book Analog Nightmares that is like so emotional that it almost brought me to tears. Really? Like how hard this movie was to make. Oh, we have to talk about the director, mm-hmm. Tim Boggs. Yeah. So what this guy, him? this is uh, his first and last movie mm-hmm. that he ever directed. But then I looked at his credits, and he is like uh, in the sound department. Yep. That's uh, what he mostly does. Uh, 
tons of movies mm-hmm. like still working to this day he started out in like i guess like hercules legendary journeys and then he was like the sound co-supervisor on breaking bad and like uh some mel gibson okay movie, I think so we he were... tried his hand at directing and this is the movie that he made <laughs> and for some reason it's gained like a cult a, cult, a huge cult following mm-hmm. do you think that like he he went oh my god the sound is so bad in this movie i'm gonna dedicate my career to I doing know, good that, sound m- it must be it yeah dude because the sound is still <laughs> it's it's really terrible. bad <laughs> oh, he worked on lost highway as well oh wow oh. What, a, what, a, what a list of credits but i would definitely recommend checking out the book analog nightmares i think i've mentioned it before you have yeah it's like a history of the the uh, shot on video horror movies in chronological order with lots of interviews and reviews and stuff like that. Yeah, like I didn't like the movie, but I didn't hate it. I really didn't hate it. It was fine. Well, it didn't it didn't make me angry. But No Retreat, No Surrender, I fucking love. Like (laughs) I love this movie. I thought it was really entertaining. It's it's the second time I've seen it, and I the first time I saw it, I really really liked it, and then I liked it even more. Like I'd watch it again. Like I'd own it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I would. I would too. April April's laying it on Uh, thick because I don't like No Retreat, No Surrender, which is crazy because like this is a movie for me. I like No. Treat No Surrender three a lot. I, hey, I like that a lot. Uh, me more. too. Um, so on Amazon, at least in Canada, you can buy like a box set of of all three for like fifty bucks. Yeah, there was a which speci- sounds like a lot. There was but- a special edition of the first one that came out. I don't think that there was any special editions of the second and third one, but I may be mistaken if there's a box set you said on Amazon. Uh, yeah, and it, like I couldn't really find much as far as like digital distribution of this movie. It's on the whole thing's on YouTube, which you should not um, watch because yeah. it's available yeah, on Blu-ray. In 1080, is it a, is it available on Blu-ray? Yeah, on oh, a special edition. Yeah. It just came out a few uh, months as ago. I said I did a, a quick search the other day and I didn't see it, but I guess I didn't really do a deep dive. But uh, if you love <laughs> a deep muff dive, yeah, <laughs> yeah you did muff dive. <laughs> if you love um, John Claude Van Damme. He's in two really cool scenes, and the the scene at the end is really long. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of action. Wait, is Muff the pubic hair, or is I it d- the I actual? D- I just don't. I, I don't. I don't know. know. If anybody would know, Colin would know. <laughs> I, I think it's the whole shebang. <laughs> the whole crab and the lobsters. Oh Jesus! <laughs> lobsters. <laughs> Um, anyway, if you'd like to email the podcast, you can email us at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com and you can send us your, um, questions, comments, uh, or movie recommendations. And, uh, if you want to, you can donate to the Patreon at patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie at the $2 level. You can enter into the lottery where you can pick a movie for us to do, which we will be having one in May. Um, so get in on that level and be part of the draw. And if you want to be on the $5 level, you get that and bonus episodes, which will be released every two weeks. And the next episode that's coming out, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I will give you a hint. It may be my least favorite movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Mecha Godzilla is in it. (laughs) No. It it made me probably angrier than any movie I've ever She was seen. very, very angry. She was angry? So see really if you can angry. figure yeah. out what it is. Because you said that you didn't want to finish it until I'm like, let's do it for the Patreon. And you're like... Reluctantly, yeah. I needed a closure. And, you know, I'm a very soft-hearted person. I like to find the good in a lot of things. I don't generally have, like, vitriolic hate for things. Really hated this movie. She was yelling, like, I hate this movie. So you're going to have to tune in to the Patreon to find out. I remember if you were that angry on when we recorded that I pass out wow. like your anger just made me like <laughs> no I was angry when I watched it mm. um, and if you want to tweet at me I'm wow, uh, Moonlight I can't believe you thought that about Moonlight oh no I love Moonlight 
right. if you want to tweet at the podcast, we're at No Such Thing Pod. Uh, give us a follow. Also, rate and review us on iTunes if you have time. And uh, my Twitter is at April Litmanski. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. It's DeClue, J D E C L O U X, and the letter J. I'm on Letterbox at Justin DeClue, same spelling of my last name. And you can also listen to me every week on the Important Cinema Club, and that's just importantcinemaclub.com. Just did an episode about Polly Shore. Check that out. Yeah, it made me very <laughs> sad. <laughs> and, and you can follow me on Twitter as Sergeant Zima, S G T Z I M A. And I think on Instagram, it's Sergeant Zim, S G T Z I M. Well, I guess that, that'll do us for this week. Uh, I'm April Litmanski. Uh, my name's Justin Ledfist-DeClue. And I'm Colin Sugarfoot Cunningham. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad movie.